song is about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you? Today is Sunday, June 14th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. You know, I was just talking to a friend right now, and he, I go, I gotta go. I gotta go record a show. He's like, it's almost 11 o'clock at night. And I go, I know. But I have to go talk about my life for 20 minutes. On a little show that I have to call this Joe Batanz, and it's right here on Afterthought Media. At the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and I host this Joe Batanz. And this is the one, this is the episode that's called June 14th, 2020. It was a very lazy Sunday for me. It's weird to say that because I was on like three podcasts and like, yeah. well, no, it was two podcasts and a Zoom call, and it was a whole thing. It's been. By the end of the day, I was like, I am fucking sick of hearing my voice. The last thing I want to do is talk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this Joe Batanz. No, I will say that that happened five hours ago. So now I've uh, rested up. My my voice is is at rest. But uh, woke up today. Woke up uh, again later than usual. Mostly, I think, because... I'm taking um, the back pain medicine at night. Like, even right now, my sciatica is acting up because I've been sitting all fucking day. I'm actually going to stand up for this one, uh, or as long as I can. At a certain point, I'm like, ugh, now it's hurting to standing up. Uh, anyway, um, woke up this morning, feeling fine. Got something special on my mind. Um, and... Uh, Woke up and then uh, had my mom was making breakfast when I woke up and that was nice and then we had a nice leisurely Sunday brunch and then um, up until the time that I had to do catching up we just hung out and then I did catching up and that went for a while and then at noon I guess I had a three hour break I don't know what I did for that three hour oh you know what again just leisurely stuff uh, it was noon. Uh, no, probably around twelve thirty, and I processed catching up and did all that. So I was probably done with all that stuff around one, and then I had to, I had to do the tea at three p.m. So my parents were outside under the like uh, there's like a weird uh, covered area. Hold on, I gotta move this this uh, standing desk pad here so I can stand more comfortably. Otherwise, oh, that's a lot better. Oh, God, yes, thank you. So, uh, I, we just went out there and hung out. I think I just read news on my iPhone. And then at a certain point, we I was cut hungry again, like for a snack. And I had um, vegetable platter. <laughs> I, made, I made a vegetable platter with dip, you know. And then I came in and did the tea. And you guys heard that. If you're... if. Oh, not everyone at this job at Tan's level can hear the tea, but a lot of you can. And after the tea, um, almost immediately after the tea, I had to get on a Zoom call 
which if if the Zoom call didn't rely on me, I would have just skipped. By the end of the tea, I was dizzy. You know, kind of already done, because especially since the shows are kind of similar, I had already done an hour of catching up, which is just talking about my life, and then the tea, which is talking about my life, and um, I was just like, I just didn't want to go on another call and talk about my life. But they wanted to do a game night. It's one of these things, you ever have those friends that uh, spontaneously something happens that's really cool, and then they keep trying to recreate it? That's kind of what this is. And so I, I'm the one that has all the Jackbox party games. And so and I'm also the only one that has the technology that everyone can broadcast it and play it. And so um, I had to be there. But God, fuck, I didn't want to be there. And it's one of these things where now they want because we had so much fun the last time, they want to get their kids involved. And it was just... And then Shannon wasn't there. Shannon will usually make me laugh, but she couldn't make it today. And... Um, yeah, you know, this is still bothering me. Ugh. I shouldn't have waited till 11 to do this. Ow. Um, hold on, I'm going to sit down again. Just know the entire time that uh, creativity is pain. Well, especially since I have to just either sit down or... I will say, I mean, today was a pretty good day. It wasn't really bothering me, but now in the past... Right when I started doing the show, actually, it started to bother me. Oh. So i got to find a way to, like, take the pressure off the sciatica there. Oh, I think this is kind of maybe doing the trick. Really what does the trick, but yet simultaneously makes it worse, is lying down in bed. But uh, it's, it's weird how it sort of relieves it, but also makes it worse. Um, sorry about that being there in the middle, but, uh, you know, certain point you're just... It was very uncomfortable. That was pretty much my day. Like, it was a pretty lazy Sunday. Like, I wish there was more to it than what it is. I did get an, a text message today from Lori. She's always up to shit, I feel. And so anytime she asks me for a favor, I, she doesn't, she, I think what it's really happening is she doesn't give me all the information because she thinks I'll say no if I have all the information, but I'm actually more likely to say no, because I feel she's always up to just shenanigans, you know? And um, so now her thing is that she wants Rob, Rob wants to hear the first response, and but doesn't want to pay for Patreon. And I'm like, well, I just don't have a way of getting that to him. And she acts, and by the way, she has a Patreon. So she knows that I don't really have a way of getting that to him. Um... And so, uh, yeah, so she's like, well, can I do this? I don't know. It's just, and I just ignore it. I don't know how to respond to that. It's uh, because it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to, res- it's like, what can I do? There's nothing I can, it's a, it's a favor she wants me to, she, I think she acts like I have like a secret uh, Patreon password that people get. Like, just so you guys know for the record. Now, I will tell you, I do know for a fact that Patreon is working on a system where I can get people access to Patreon without them becoming patrons. They're calling it, but even the terms they're using, I can tell they're like Lori Roggenkamp, that there's something afoot. Because they're calling it gifting subscriptions. 
which to me means uh, I'm going to pay for it. Like, Patreon doesn't do shit for free. Let me just tell you this. Patreon does not do shit for free. There's not going to be like, okay, you're going to give people access to your Patreon, even though they're not supporting you. They still want to make their coin. So I'm sure it's going to be like some, you know, I can pay 80% off or something like that uh, to gift. To so I'm, I'm basically paying, which I don't mind, actually, for like Taylor and Lori and stuff like that. I'll just, I'll just pay for them to have access, you know? It'd probably be like two bucks or something, three bucks, four bucks per person. But uh, but uh, uh, but until they until they implement that, um, I don't have uh, a way of doing that. And so, I as someone who has Patreon, I would think that she would know that, but she doesn't. Um, the other thing is too is someone a listener who I've had coffee with a couple of times. He lives close by. John Arts, you've heard me reference him on Catching Up. He's been a listener of Catching Up. From, I think he's the, the very first Catching Up review is from John Arts. And I've had coffee with him. He's an older gentleman. Uh, his wife passed away probably about a year and a half ago. His wife passed away. And I get coffee with him occasionally, but he's a Republican. He lives in Orange County. And he just asked me to get coffee this week. And I don't know how to tell him I'm not ready to get coffee. It's coronavirus, and I take it very seriously. I'll be honest with you. I even feel an extreme amount of guilt going to record the the pit crew uh, at Philip's house. Now, I didn't have that guilt before because I knew that Philip was taking it rather seriously. But I don't think that Alex... I don't think that Alex is taking it unseriously, but I think it's almost like a Pandora's box, you know, where, okay, so I'm seeing Philip and I'm seeing Alex, okay? Uh, Philip's wife, even though they're taking coronavirus seriously, works at a nursing home that I guess supposedly has a lot of cases. So she's at risk. Two, uh, Alex was talking about how he went out to a restaurant with his sister and and her boyfriend and they went to this restaurant and I'm like that's weird that means you're out going out in public and um I feel he's seen a lot of people I'm feel like I'm feeling that like it's not being taken as serious as I thought and it's making me very nervous to the point where I may want to address it with the boys cuz I I don't even know why everyone I do every podcast remotely but they insist on getting together for that one. Isn't that weird? You would think that they'd be like, oh, great, I don't have to leave my house. But, um, well, I guess Philip doesn't have to leave his house either way, and people come and entertain him. I don't know. I don't get it. But uh, it's uh, it stresses me out. I'm not ready to go have meet a listener randomly as, uh, for coffee. Um, I got to text him back. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it was so it was while it was a very relaxing day. There were a lot of uh, little like Lori just texting me about the Rob thing, and you know I'll be honest with you because this is this job of tense. and this this is going to uh, splinter off into a different top conversation about what, uh, and it's going to strangely start with Justin Bieber. It's going to start with Justin Bieber, and here's what I mean: there was a time. I don't feel this way anymore because it's because Justin Bieber's gotten older. But when Justin Bieber was like late teens, early twenties, 
he was getting a lot of trouble for like hijinks. Like I, I, don't, I don't remember this, but like he was throwing eggs at a neighbor's house, and the neighbor sued him as a whole thing. Just like, and at the time, I would defend. I was a big Justin Bieber defender because I felt like the press was gobbling up any kind of little adolescent drama he'd get into, but they would turn it into a big deal. But the truth is, he was just doing what every white affluent teenager does, right? Uh, and um, and and it, he's no different than a lot of kids. And But they don't have a media who's hounding them. Not saying that you should be throwing eggs at your neighbor's houses, but like, let's be honest, we all did pranks like teeping people and all that stuff when we were kids, but then we didn't have someone like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever if we ever did it. And I was thinking at the time, and I would say this, is it, this actually still might be true, but especially there was a time when he was very troubled, that I thought it must be really difficult for him because at a certain point, you get so famous and so insulated that you you no longer have a sense of what is up and what is down, what is right and what is wrong, because you have a bunch of people who surround you and just tell you, uh, yes to everything. All you have is yes men, and you don't know who to trust. You don't know if people have ulterior motives. Yeah, you just you don't know what you 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 have no sense of you have no magnetic north. Your your, your sense of moral your moral compass is just all off kilter because you don't you're so again you're so isolated from everybody and you're only surrounded with people who make money off of you and so they will tell you whatever you want to hear or whatever they tell you even if they tell you what you don't want to hear you're going to question their motives because you want to know if they're speaking about what's best for you or your financial interest okay now that's a, that's a very famous kid Justin Bieber the way it relates to me is not in any way like that but i i do fear i feel myself losing a sense of and it's something that I have to to stick to of my gut instinct of what is good and what is bad. So I have a gut instinct of what I think is high quality, and I have a gut gut instinct of what I think is not good quality and what I like. And it, it actually came up on Drag Race Recap this week when Lori said I'm particular, and I have little particular things that I am concerned with. You know, like for instance, I'll give you a good example on the first response. I know that we're not always going to get new people on the first response. I mean, first of all, there's a limited number of people who play, who pay for the, oh no, that's a premium show. No, that's actually, a lot of people have access to that. Okay, well, there are limit. I realize there's a limited number of people who will actually uh, show up to the live show. It's, it, this what I'm getting at is this, and I had to have a talk with Lori about this, and uh, today actually, and I don't know if she just dismissed it as I, I was being a dick or whatever, but there are, gosh, I had to think about. It. I, I have to go through a list of people, but I would say there are about fifteen to it might even be 20 to 30 times more people who subscribe to the Patreon than to who actually ever show up to live shows or show up to uh, anything. So like when you hear names like Humble Pie or Luke Stamen or SDC or 
uh, you know, Elise and all of that, Jordan Darling. Like, I'm naming people. And that's why I say I don't know the exact multiplier, what the exact uh, uh, variable is there. But um, it is definitely at least 15. I just did some math, and I know it's at least 15. But times, so there's there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who I don't know who they are. Okay, they just pay every month, and they're not in my world. And I don't know, even, I'll be honest with you, even when you combine the This Joe Batance exclusive tier and Fat Camp, it's only a small percentage of all the Patreon supporters. And that is even like, if I had to guess off the top of my head, a little more than 100 people, you know? And, but who do we know? We don't know about all these people. You know, I'm, you're listening to the show right now, and you've probably never written to me or anything like that. And so, I, as much as I like people like Humble Pie and Luke Stamen and, uh, you know, State of Bree and all these people, I feel that I don't know if I, are they, I don't know if I trust their sense of what's good and what's not good anymore, because I feel like they they don't have a good sense of what it is anymore. You know, they 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 love afterthought media so much. And that's what I love about it, but that they'd like anything we put out. And that's that's a great quality to have, but it's not I I need people who are much more objective. You know, who are like this works or this doesn't work. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't want to do the first response anymore. I'll be honest with you. Like having my Fridays off has been really nice, okay? Not Friday's off, I'm still working, I'm watching Drag Race, taking notes, but the ability to actually get shit done while the first response is happening, that I don't have to, like, stay till after the first response to do it, is amazing. Because I'm actually working. But I'm doing inactive work. If you think about it, I'm like, I'm not recording anything, I'm just... Get getting the show ready for the next day or making announcements or answering emails or doing all that stuff. Anyway, but I was listening to a little bit this week and uh, of Lori and Rob and I don't know if I like it. And I'm not saying that it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. But it's not on brand for what I think is afterthought media. And we'll see. Look, they've only done like two or three shows. Maybe like they'll get into a groove or whatnot. But it's one of these things where, you know, Taylor gave me advice where he was like, you can't just have Afterthought fans hosting shows, which is true. We need to get broadcasters. But this, again, this seems like a amateur hour. Rob is not a broadcaster in any sense of the word. He's not a comedian. He's not particularly funny. He's even though he doesn't pay for Patreon, he's essentially just a listener who does drag. But there are a lot of listeners. Why not get Yee Yee? You know? Why not you know, like I don't know. I don't know if it has that spark. And it doesn't do it for me. I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna let it go because I have no alternatives right now. But uh and but 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 what I think about more is not necessarily, oh, how do I get rid of Rob? Is and have I lost sense of what's good and what's not good? I don't know. That's that. That's what I'm actually talking to you about. Is I don't know. I need. I if if you. 
I would really value the opinion of people I don't usually hear from because I don't know. And I'm afraid to take a poll about it. I don't want to take a poll because I'm, I'm done taking polls about those kinds of things. I think it makes me appear like wishy-washy. I don't know. But that's often why I need to take the poll because I don't know. And, it's not, and, it, and I truly mean I don't know. I don't mean like, it's bad, right? Because the people in the chat room seem to like it. But there's very, the, the people in the chat room, the people who show up to the live shows, and this is what you have to remember, is a tiny percentage. A tiny, it's like, a, let me see. I think for um, catching up today, there were like nine, oh, 15 people there or something in Mixler. 20, right? I guarantee you, I can tell you right now, that's about 5%, about 5% of the people who download Catching Up every week download it 5% that means 95% aren't there I've lost sense anyway it's just Joe Batanz Afterthought Media if you have an opinion hit me up at Joe Batanz at afterthought.media